You're listening to the Overfunctioning Leadership Podcast Brumble, leaving you with a fun fifth Tuesday's food for thought. Hello, and welcome to a Brumble. I am Zach. And I'm Alex. Uh, Zach, what is a Brumble, sir? Yeah, so the Brumble is our overfunctioning leadership brain rumble Mm. which really just seems like bad branding to me yeah 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 and how often are we gonna have these things i think we have them every april fool's day no (laughs) fifth fifth tuesday tuesday but that's gonna be changing a little bit right yeah yeah yeah. so um after the week of this release we're actually removing everything except for the main over-functioning leadership Mm. podcasts from our podcast which they'll still be available and produced possibly but only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. I'm acting like I don't really know this. Wow. It's like you're the guide to this story, <laughs> uh, which they would understand if they watch our Zammers. Exactly. Right, what are Zammers again? Uh, Zammers are Zach and Alex's movie reviews. Oh, it sounds like that's going to be moving to the YouTubes as well. Yes, it will. And yeah. if you have a suggestion for a movie, please let us know. Uh, I know somebody out there wanted us to do the Emoji movie. They have yet to send me <laughs> a message yet, uh, but we'll pretty much watch anything. As long as it's, you know, R or below, if, <laughs> if I can phrase it that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and it's in good nature. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, We don't like scary movies. I think there was a happen. movie named Rubber a while ago. It was about a psych psychokinetic tire that blew stuff up or i don't know <laughs> we'd probably watch that if someone recommended yeah, it or yeah or the one what's the one on youtube that's like called the the cube or the room the room i've Apparently. seen the room it is so bad i thought you were talking about the Sel- <laughs> selena gomez movie that's on youtube red right now oh yeah no yeah. that's not what i'm talking about no. anyways so anyway neither here nor there here nor there so this brumble what the heck are we talking about? So um, at this brain rumble where we just sort of vomit everything out, I think <laughs> I think we're talking about the OF origin stories. This is no OO meeting. This uh-huh. is an over-functioning <laughs> origin story. Yes. But it actually is. It is. It is an OO, the of origins. Origin, of yeah. origin. So now um, I don't believe we can have the wherewithal or knowledge to know when over-functioning started. Um on this planet. Yeah, we I we imagine can't it was say. rather early. Yeah. And as we know, uh, Bowen's theory is very based in an evolutionary-esque sense of yeah. thought mm-hmm. with the fact that biology um, is common to us and other organisms. And so in the same way that we draw closer to and farther from one another, you know, that that, that is the same for us as it is for animals. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, like, really, where did it start? So, well, if we say we're animals here, uh, let's say we're chickens, for, yeah. you know, roan, roan chickens. We're not doing the chicken or the egg thing, are we? Well, kind of. So if you were, let's say we're, you're an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always a chicken, the egg. Always the And egg. I'm the hen, for whatever reason, in this case, this example. Uh, not in real life. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so if I'm the hen, then I would, uh, over, I would over-function for my egg. Because otherwise, and let's say you were a chick then, you hatched at some point, right? Yeah. Um, 
three legs for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, I would need to take over function for you because you are a wee child. There's a natural anxiety built into that. System. Yes, and so I have to over function for you. And this, but this way we do this for like babies and stuff too because we don't want them to die. Yeah, um, you can't just really leave them alone. No, you can't. They can. They can take a, <laughs> a a beating. You can drop them once or twice. I think. I don't know what the box says, but after that, you really gotta be careful. Yeah, you really gotta. You really gotta lock it in there. Um, so yeah, you can't just have a baby like you and be like, I, I just really need you to be more self differentiated. You can't just stop say, crying. Could you please change your own diaper? Yeah, you can't say that to most babies, you know. <laughs> But, I mean, not everyone can be like me. Uh, plug, check out the Trish Stahl chat session to learn about my past. It's another side to the origin story. And I do like how we're like five minutes in now and yet to actually talk about the origin. So, this is what you get when you listen to a Brumble, just letting you know. Um, we did. We have done some demographics on our Brumbles, and they really hit home with that, like, freshman guy. <laughs> High school freshman, not college. <laughs> somewhere the freshman to you know junior range like of high the, schoolers. Somewhere around or after puberty is really <laughs> where we're hitting hard. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, okay, the of origin story. So, Alex, um, let's let's just ask this question: Where did you start to overfunction, and why is it so important? Okay, so um, as I make these. Rapper hand motions. <laughs> yes, I don't know why you're doing that. Trying to think real I'm a little hard. scared. Yeah. So, um, it, I mean, for me, it started with, let, we're going to go back a little bit further. So, I have known Zach for, what we've known each other for like 10 years now. Yeah, four years in high school, four years in college, and I've been out of college yeah. for two and a half years. So, yeah. we're 10 and, 10 and a half? Yeah, somewhere in there. And yeah. then, so... Uh, I was actually Zach's youth group leader, Bible study leader, and we had a, a great a small cult. Yes, we, <laughs> we definitely and like we laugh and joke, but literally it was a small cult. I don't even know what else to call it. It was yeah. a very strange time. You've ever seen the uh, the Butler and the Spider Man movies? Uh, which Spider Man was it? The uh, so I think it was Spider Man Two. Yeah, I think it was the Spider Man Two, the one with the trilogy, right? The yeah. OG Spider Man, uh-huh. and yeah, the Butler couldn't say his lines right in the bloopers, and so we didn't worship him, but we came really close. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like when he passed away, we like gave him flowers and stuff, and but posted no on his ob- obituary page on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a lot of strange things. Anyways, so I've known Zach from that time. We connected on a weird stage, and like. Whatever, and so we were both strange people, and we just thought, oh, this this will work out. So, like, um, anyway, so we've been together, and then I, when I started out at Stowe Monroe Falls High School, I think I met John the first day, and John was like, ah, oh, I think we'll be friends. Like, we didn't like discuss this like our first time, but it just seemed like there was a connection. There was a little yeah. s- s- sprinkle in his eye. Sheen sprinkle. to his head, just a little shine up top. Yeah, not a sparkle, but a sprinkle. A sprinkle, mm-hmm. a little a Jimmy, as we <laughs> yeah. like to call it. <laughs> Jimmy's. Yeah. So, um, so I met him, and then so John has been mentoring me, and I've been attempting to mentor you know Zach here and there a little bit. But like we were saying earlier, we're both too close to that post-pubescent demographic. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so that's how we. So for me, um, when so. Th- so that's how I met John, that's how I met Zach, and that's how I pulled them together for a nice little emotional triangle. Um, now, uh, John, John's uncle wrote the book, Resilient Leadership. 
John Moyers. John Moyers, yeah, who's a part of uh, part of Overfunction, along with Bob Dugan, leadership. Who is yes, no relation. Yes, or Duggan. I'm not sure how Duggan. you say his name. Anyways, so this resilient leadership, you can check it out on the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> regardless, he got trained in um, resilient leadership, and then it like opened his eyes to what it could be used for because systems family theory is a great lens to look at a lot of things, especially in a leadership phase. And so he invited me to a, a, a book group. And then after I went through the book up group, I'm like, man, Zach, you got to do this. So I got Zach to do it. And then from there, it was like, I asked John one day, we should do a podcast. And John's usually his answer to a lot of things is okay, let's do it. <laughs> he is like the perfect functioner, right? Not, I think, as far as I know him, he's not uh-huh. over. He doesn't really overfunction. Yeah, he's cl- way closer to underfunctioning, and so <laughs> I think you seem, admit to seems that. Seems like as well. he just went along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's been along this ride for a while now, um, by, and he kind of even blood. jokes about it. He'll like just show up as we set everything up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, so that's how, um, as far as the origins go, um, just the basics. Going there, so Zach, kind of tell me like what kind of laced you in and roped you into this whole Bowen family systems theory. Like what really caught you on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'll I'll start from the same point you started. You know, I I was a shy little kid in high school, sat in the back of the class, didn't talk much, and then I went to this youth group somehow joined a cult that wasn't a cult we were not a cult we were just a close-knit group of guys we were all freshmen plus alex who you know was mm, i think just about done with college i think i might have just gotten out you were uh, two or three years into teaching i think right Mm, yeah i don't don't know yeah anyway and so i i sort of like that's when i started realizing that i enjoyed having relationships with people once I learned small talk and like (laughs) figured out that I could relate to people. Like Uh that's when I started enjoying people, you know, it's, there was that connection. And then I went into college, made tons of friends on my freshman guys hall. And that was just tons of fun. Um, and so I was part of a leadership group that year. Um, just cause it sort of happened. Um, Bob, how uh, could you not be? Bob, uh, Bob White, Bob White, who was our co-leader one year, your co-leader mm-hmm. for our group of guys. Um, he pointed me to that. He also was my one-on-one mentor with the leadership. With a, it's called the Timothy Project. I have to interject here. Yeah, there's a a, a bird called a Bob White. Oh, you know this? Really? I did not know that. That there's a bird called a Bob White. Yeah. And you want to know what sound they make? What? Bob White? Bob White? <laughs> do they really? Yes, they do. Is this real? Yeah, this isn't like kidding. a John Moyers word. No, thing. this is yeah. not at all. Huh. Remember, I'm a biology. I'm a well, biology teacher, right, right, so you can yeah. trust everything I say. Everything. There's not a single falsehood. <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. Anyways. That's another side note. Do you think you're like, you have this magnetic pull with other bald men who just like, because John, Bob, Tim, Scarcella didn't really meet that. No, he no, didn't. I, no. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, so. Continue. In your college ventures. I, I, there was this one-on-one mentorship. and So I grew during this period of time. Eventually, I became a resident assistant. And in that, I saw the beginnings of resilient leadership and Bowen's family systems theory in that we were talking about um, conflict resolution and the way to manage um, relationships that essentially are getting too close from – a triangle. You're making a triangle to solve these things as the resident assistant. And we went from that to 
mapping relationships on the halls to see what groups were with what groups and how to best influence those groups and meet their needs. So it was very intentional. And I went from that to reconnecting with you after college because I sort of fell off the grid. And from there, you put me in this group where I was shown the light. Uh, where John walked us through this book and this family systems theory really just presented a clean perspective of how to see generalities in the way that people relate to one another such that you can look at the specifics and see the underlying emotional processes that really help you to manage and just understand them. Yeah, it's for me, I mean, a lot of things, same things you're saying, it's given me a chance to really, I mean, I've stated this, whole, I think, a couple of podcasts ago about, like, what my foundational guiding principles are. And it's for me to love God and love people. And so that is who I am to a T. Um, and so it's allowed me to understand people more um, from a standpoint of, like, humbleness, but also of curiosity. So I can be like, man, okay, maybe I... Maybe the, there's a reason why they reacted to me this way, and maybe it's not all about me. And so let me think about what, what's going on to why they made that reaction. It must something probably from their family anxiety system. And so, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to lump it all in the same thing and be like, well, it's all because they're family, but a lot of it, a lot, a lot, a lot of it comes from that familial system, that nuclear family. And, and, and I, like I've said before, too, is just like my background is meeting with. I've gone to different counselors. I've gone to psychologists. And, like, <laughs> every time I go, it's about my family. You know, it's not – they don't really go anywhere else. So, and so we'll go different variances and different discussions. But it all comes back to talking about my family every single time because there's so much inbred anxiety that stems from that. You're, you're grown in that. It's oh, like, yeah. You know, from a biological perspective, you know, I take some seeds and I toss them. You know, they're going to grow in the most fertile soil. You can't yeah. just – plant them in water unless it's some sort of lily pad <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you talking about biology interesting yeah. yeah so um i think you know for me that's it's the lens i yeah. mean it's it's the lens to look through and say okay um how are these things working instead of just saying oh well i guess they just react that's just who they are i think a lot of times i used to just be like well that person's just mean all the time. Or, oh, they're just happy all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it would just be like, you, you could just easily just label these people and say, well, this person's always like this. Or when I do this, you know, they're always this way. But it wasn't really helpful. Yeah. So you didn't crack the surface at all to understand what was really going on. And I think we really want to emphasize that this is something that we choose. These are the lenses we choose to put on because we're trying to grow ourselves first and foremost. Yeah. And that from there, we see the ways that our emotional processes so greatly influence the way that we behave yeah. that we also want others to see that. In a way, and it's so complementary to just so many facets of life. Yeah, because it's not about labeling. It's not. So I, I think when I initially started looking into, you know, Bones Family Systems Theory, it was like, part of me was like, am I just trying to label people? Am I just trying to figure out what's going on in their head? And then be like, well, this person clearly is acting this way because they have, you know, a dad who has been mean to them in entire life. You know what I mean? And so, so now I yeah. label you as your dad hates you or like, you know, you got yeah. daddy issues or that's not at all what we're saying here. It's not at all like that. Um, it's just, 
understanding and recognizing that, man, I'm not the only one in this world who has problems with their families. And this is anxiety is bred in all of us because of our families. And so what can I do as an individual to better that not only for myself, but for the other people that I interact with? And then hopefully one day, if I decide to have a family, if I'm blessed with that, how can I change that overall system and the way that I think so that way maybe there's not as much anxiety? Yeah, and one of the things that we see in this, one of the studies that um, has happened is they say that when you want to influence a system, you don't take the anchor. You take the hot air balloon, if you know what I'm saying, right? You take <laughs> oh the person gosh. who's the leader of the system and you raise them up. You raise their uh-huh. differentiation. If we, if we talked about, I know you're still reeling from my fabulous yeah, metaphors. Metaphors are yeah. amazing. You just pull that person up, and from there, yeah. the system around them will function better. And I think that's interesting because we want to be some of the best functioners in our system. Yeah, and even in your metaphor of the hot air balloon, <laughs> even goes for the point where it's seeing it, it's seeing the leadership in a new way, or seeing the system. So the hot air balloon goes up, and you can actually see what's going on in the system around you. So whether it's at your home or at your work, you can actually see it from above and kind of pull yourself out of it and say, "What is going on around?" here how are people interacting with each other so speaking of seeing things in a new way if you were to recommend someone to see the light of bowen's theory yeah not to be an icarus and fly too close to the sun but rather uh-huh. rise up to look down at the plebes under them uh-huh. right how would you do that what would you what would in, in seeing how you've gotten to bowen's family system bowen's theory yeah what would you recommend someone to do if they're interested in starting this journey oh man you know what i probably listen to this podcast oh this podcast <laughs> what podcast is that again <laughs> this is the Overfunctioning leadership podcast in addition i would say um obviously reading resilient leadership uh at, geez um roberta gilbert has a lot of books um, that are a little bit simpler is she the one who has the blogs too yes yeah i believe so and then um you know um israel galendo uh is also really good and then once you get through all that and you decide you want to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants and read something that's got like real teeth to it you're eating a sandwich of leadership go ahead and read ed friedman's a failure of nerve. You it can't is. start there. It's, can't. But the introduction no. changed my life. <laughs> I'm not that much farther out of it, but it changed my life. <laughs> so those are the things I would say. And then, you know, we're actually going to start a website here. Whoops. Whoops, spoilers. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that here in a little bit and be putting different articles up, uh, trying to connect all those different dots that I just talked about into an article form. So I know, like, right now I'm prepping for to talk about reactivity. Yeah. Um, And so those are the things I would say. What would you say? I would just hit hard on um, the the, um, Resilient Leadership by Bob Dugan and uh, John – John's brother, Jim Moyers, right? You, no, I got his uncle, Jim uncle. Moyer. Why do I always think it's his Bob brother? Bob Duggan or Dugan. I was in the group with his brother, though. He's a swell guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh. it was funny seeing the the functioning flow from brother to brother as if a torch handed off. Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> I w- really, resilient leadership was so easy to digest. Yeah. I really recommend the group setting. I don't know how you get that if you're not in northeastern yeah. Ohio. It's in narrative form, too. That book is in 
yeah. narrative form. That's so what it's made not, it so good. So like Roberta Gilbert and um, all the other stuff is not so much narrative. Resilient leadership is helpful because it's in a narrative form. So what we're talking, there's a story behind the entire thing. It's literally this guy based off of I think Bob. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of this guy who's. Oh, I think it's Jim. Jim. Yeah. One of Anyways. the two. Bob's name is first though, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's <laughs> not important either. We're just. But uh, it, it's just a story of a guy who's up for a position, uh, a, a, business. a C, uh, C-level position, CEO, COO, CPO, CQTLMG, uh-huh. whatever that three-letter acronym yes, is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's up for that position, and they say, hey, we'll consider you if you function better. And they give him a coach, and through this coach is the guide. You mm-hmm. learn all these concepts. And in the back, it has this nice little tight appendix that I highly recommend reading before the book because you're yep. just going to see it unfold. Yep. So I think those are the big things. Uh, especially when we're talking about of origins, you know, our overfunctioning origins uh, for Zach and I, that's where we started. Um, and we're not done. No. Like, and like you said, where we're going, we're looking to put out more content. We're hoping for more feedback from people like you who are listening. But yes. and we're, we're making this website so that we have something readable because, frankly, my voice is a little bit nasally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, overfunctioning um, origins. Um, that's where we started. Uh, and, well, and I was even saying, not even just for overfunctioning leadership, but as an individual, we aren't done. Like I'm not no. done as an individual mm-hmm. as a leader. Like I'm never going to be done. So this is a lifelong process. I know that we've all talked about that. And um, so yeah, yeah. I'm not better for having read this. Really not. I'm more aware. Yeah. The the betterment comes. From the awareness, but it's not because of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, with that, um, I would like to personally thank you for listening to our Brumble. I'm sorry if I offended you if you were not within our um, demographic of high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, post just just barely post pubescent. We thank you for listening, everyone, past or before that. We also appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on the uh, OF podcast at gmail.com. That's the OF podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And thanks for listening to our Brumble. Yep. See ya. Bye.